2013, and there was only supposed to be 12. Oh, there you sorry. Okay. Hello, and welcome to The Jib. Uh, this bi-weekly podcast is about the many and varied schemes of the many and varied U.S. law enforcement and intelligence agencies, organizations, and committees, and how they are both stupid and funny. Join us on our merry journey through space and time. Hi, my name is Barry. You might know me from my Christmas album, available now, called It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Fuck This. <laughs> all, all the hits included. All the hits. All the hits, yeah. All the hits, yeah. yeah. Jingle balls, uh, uh, jingle, jingle balls, Christmas albums. So. Uh, hi everybody, uh, I'm Seamus, and you may know me from the uh, docu series "Maintenance of the Fourth Wall." So. Maintenance of the Fourth Wall. Yeah. Okay. I have to wonder what that would look like. How how exactly would one maintain well, the fourth? It wall? It keeps getting broke. You gotta, you know, <laughs> keep it. Let me tell you about the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but we're not here to discuss meta. We're here to discuss Lao. Laos. Laos. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Wikipedia is also confused. Laos or Lao. I think it's like, I think the people there just call it Lao. But well, I've been called it Laos from time to time. So <laughs> other people call it Laos. <laughs> well, some countries have what's called a, an endonym, which is a, a word you use to describe the country when you live there. Mm. And other countries, uh, and some, those, some uh, countries sometimes, if I can get my words in the correct order, have an exonym which is what you call the country if you live outside it. So the classic example is Germany. If you're an English-speaking person, you say Germany, and they say Deutschland. Right. And in France, they call it Alemannia. Oh. And in other places, they call it Nimchi, I think. Poland, they call it Nimchi, something like that. What about um, Ireland? Ireland? Ireland calls it Germany. We all speak English here. No, no like what do you In call Australia. Ireland? Oh, uh, Australia, we call ERA. Well, we just call it Ireland. But the Irish for Ireland is ERA, and the Irish for Germany is on Garamon. Oh. So nobody ever uses that, they just say Germany. Wonder why. Um, yeah. Well, this is Lao or Laos, right? Right. Uh, it's a kingdom in Southeast Asia right next to Vietnam, no problems there then, which was more yeah. or less created by this, this country was more or less created by the French during their occupation of uh, Indochina, or as they called it, Andochine. Uh, the French well, didn't rate it very highly. The French were occupiers. I know, I right? They were just nice people. That, they just came like, over to bring civilization to the savages of the jungle, right? Uh, <laughs> Come on, you need to smoke more and drink. Exactly. It's brunch. My French turned into a bad Italian. I'm sorry. Il faut to avoir la pain du baguette. The French did not rate Laos very highly because it, it didn't have much in the way of natural resources. For the, now, when I do these scripts, I try and go through a zip through a quick history of the background, so we're not completely jumping in, you know. Uh, for political and economic reasons, the French strongly encouraged Vietnamese people to migrate to Laos to live and work there. And if it wasn't for the Japanese invasion of Indochina, Laos may have become a part of Greater Vietnam. And there is an argument to the effect that this is kind of what happened anyway. Um, during World War II, was it migrate for them, like their own well-being, to go work, or was it? There's too many Vietnam people in Vietnam for the French. No, no, no. They were. I think they were just trying to populate Laos with Vietnamese people. Okay. They wanted to be like. I think they were trying to make a greater sort of French colonial project there, and and saw migration as opposed to occupation the way to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, but Laos today does still have a lot of Vietnamese people in it, but they're not really. Well, you'll see. Um, during World War II, the French lost control of Laos to Japan, but they got it back again. And that's 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 the degree to which I summarize these scripts, by the way, 
Okay, during World War II, the French lost control of Laos and Japan, but they got it back again, is one sentence. Laos yeah. was an integral part of the unsettled political situation in Vietnam, the unsettled political situation in Vietnam after the Geneva Conference. Soviet-backed communist forces were fighting royalist forces for the king, meaning, and royalist forces for control of Laos. At the same time, the American-backed forces were fighting the communist Viet Cong in Vietnam. The Vietnamese communists were also using various parts of Laos to run supply lines from north to south Vietnam. This was called the Ho Chi Minh Trail, and was technically a violation of the Vietnamese commitments at the Geneva Conference to keep both Laos and Cambodia neutral. They were supposed to keep Laos and Cambodia neutral, and they did not, the Vietnamese. Mm. So that's something um, Ho Chi Minh definitely did not abide by. But in his defense, the Americans, I guess, have also known to violate the Geneva mm. the conference uh, stipulations as well in the Vietnam War. In other words... That's not bad of us. Yeah. yeah. In other words, the communist Laotians were active in the north and the communist Vietnamese were active in the south. It was seen as a puppet state for two separate communist armies. And in the words of U.S. Secretary of State Dean Rusk, who was Secretary of State for pretty much the entire 60s, uh, Laos was, the only, was only the wart on the hog, right? They didn't give a shit about it. The French didn't, the Americans didn't, right? Laos had no chance, right? And before we get into it, I am gonna, I'm going to give you a list of the top countries with the most unexploded ordnance uh, UXO in no particular order. This is our yes. That is a sign in Thailand, which UXO is what they call unexploded ordnance. So apparently, that oh. starts with an X. Um, uh, would you like music for this or not music this uh, time? If it's too whimsical, it's going to be jarring. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Let's just yeah. Jump in okay, these are not in any particular order. I'm just going to read them out. Uh, most of these came from Wikipedia. Some of it didn't. Um, Egypt. Uh, North Africa has 23 million unexploded bombs. North Af 23 million Damn. unexploded bombs. North Africa, in particular the desert areas of the Sahara, is heavily mined uh, with serious consequences for the local population. Serious consequences for the local population, okay? Iran, 16 million mines. Despite land yeah, despite landmine risk reduction programs and extensive demining activities on the western border of Iran, landmines and unexploded ordnance still cause civilian and child casualties three decades after the Iran-Iraq war, which went from 1980 to 1988. That might be something else we talk about in the future, the Iran-Iraq war. I mean, Very interesting. One of these is too many. <laughs> yeah. We're talking millions. 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 Mm, million mines, yeah. Jesus fucking Unexploded ordnance and mines is, is insane in Iran. Afghanistan. Uh, 10 million UXO. According to The Guardian, an English uh, newspaper, since 2001, coalition forces have dropped about 20,000 tons of ammunition on Afghanistan, with an estimated 10% of munitions not de detonated. Despite the removal of 16.5 million items since mine clearing programs were established in 1989 after the Soviet withdrawal, MACA and its predecessors, MACA is the name of the organization that the Afghans set up to get rid of the mines, and its predecessors have recorded 22,000 casualties in the same period. Like, we're just living in a different world where you don't have to worry about mines, you know? Uh, and by the way, just to explain, some of these numbers might add up exactly, but it's very difficult to get reliable numbers on these things because sure. for obvious reasons, right? But China, this is actually, you know, the, 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 way, the way we would, you know, explain this as, as Americans is it's a job creation program. You see? It creates minesweepers. Like, yeah. Think yeah. about it. it, it and yeah. if a few of those people get killed, more jobs, more jobs. You know, and we're I guess spreading in, democracy, Barry. Yeah, you know, in the defense, the U.S. does fund uh, mine clearing programs in some of these countries. In sure. their defense, I guess, if you want to see that as a good thing, yeah. and they also separately fund the U.S. as part of an or of a group of countries that fund mine clearing organizations. Yeah. So and, it's and, not like they're completely ignoring their responsibilities. I guess it's just 
Fuck them. Right. You also, you also um, make the bombs. I know, yeah. Yeah, the call's coming from inside the house, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, where are we? Angola, which is in the bottom, what do you call this? The word for bottom left, southwest uh, of Africa, has 10 million UXO. Uh, the exact number of landmines and UXO that contaminate the ground is unknown, and there are still areas where no information is available about these threats, which is true, true of all these things. More than 85,000 people were injured through mine-related accidents, and many uh, thousands were killed. It's just insane. China has 10 million bombs. According to Wikipedia, by the way, China has 10 million uh, bombs unexploded, but I couldn't find any more information about it uh, that I wanted to yeah. share. So if anybody can find information about the Chinese unexploded ordnance situation, uh, please feel free to share it with me because I would like to know. Iraq, <coughs> uh, which is next to Iran on this side, mm -hmm. 10 million bombs. Iraq is widely contaminated with unexploded remnants of war from the Iran-Iraq War, which, as I said, ran from 1980 to 1988, the Gulf War, which ran from 1990 to 1991, the Iraq War, which ran from 2003 to 2011, and the Iraqi Civil War, which ran from 2014 uh, to 2017. And they didn't realize it was a civil war until halfway through it, by the way, they thought it was an insurgency. The UXO in Iraq uh, poses a particularly serious threat to civilians, as millions of cluster bomb munitions were dropped in towns and densely populated areas by coalition forces, mostly in the first weeks of the 2003 invasion of Iraq. 30% of the munitions failed to detonate on impact, and small unexploded bombs are regularly found in and around homes in Iraq, frequently maiming or killing civilians. From 1991 to 2009, an estimated 8,000 people were killed or maimed by cluster bomblets alone, 2,000 of whom were children. Jesus. But they're only Iraqi children, so no one gives a shit. Um, well, you know, these were supposed to be, you know, strategically precision-based bombs. Smart, right? smart, smart bombs. Yeah. Well, thirty percent of them didn't detonate. Remember seeing? I don't know if you saw this, but the, over here they kept on trying to explain it, and it would show this like terrible, like CGI for the day, right? Yeah. Of like a bomb going in and then going yeah. into ventilation system, yeah. and like boom, take it out mm -hmm. of the target, like. That never fucking happened. No, what happens you know? is the bomb drops. It does nothing. It just clanks metal on the yeah. ground. And 20 years later, it kills an Iraqi child. Yeah. Or if it does go off, it takes off a fucking city block. Yes, yeah. full of civilians. It, it kills the target, maybe. Mm. And, you know, dozens of civilians. Yeah. Mm. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, Laos, of course. More on this later. Uh, Cambodia, uh, 7 million. Cambodia has 40,000 amputees, which is one of the highest rates in the world. Uh, the Chinese-made landmines in Cambodia were placed by the Cambodian factions which clashed during the civil war in the 1970s and 1980s, and Cambodia is something we might talk about in the future. Kuwait, good old Kuwait again, yeah. five million. Uh, the Kuwait Environmental Remediation Project is estimated to have a budget in the region of 20 million. So I guess they, they have lots of mines there. Uh, Vietnam, 3.5 million. In Vietnam, 800,000 tons of landmines and unexploded ordnance is buried in the land and the mountains. I don't know why it says in the mountains as if it wasn't the land. From 1975 yeah, right. to 2015, up to 100,000 people have been injured or killed by bombs left over from the Second Indochina War. 100,000 people. And as ever, we have um, a bonus round in our top <laughs> whatever of whatever. In the aftermath of the 2006 war between Israel and Lebanon, it is estimated that southern Lebanon is littered with 1 million undetonated cluster bombs. 1 million undetonated cluster bombs. Jesus. Approximately 1.5 bombs per Lebanese in person per Lebanese person who lives there, dropped by the IDF in the last days of the war. Right. So I don't know when this is. Isn't is the use of cluster out. bombs deemed a war crime? Oh, the IDF is the most moral army in the world. Did you not hear that? 
they would they would never they would never blanket bomb a place just because they yeah. feel like it would be wrong. Yeah, they aren't doing it now in Gaza, right? Um, so now that's our top whatever because we don't have an ad this week. You get a top blah. That was the top blah. Top uh, blah. Top blah. <laughs> between between nineteen sixty four and nineteen seventy three, the CIA oversaw a bombing campaign in Laos, first called Operation Steel Tiger, and then called Operation Barrel Roll. Why the um, change? What was wrong with Steel Tiger, man? Come I on. could not find why they changed it. Maybe no, Steel no. Tiger sounded a bit more aggressive, and they're trying to not barrel roll as more so. Way where Steel Tiger is. <laughs> I don't barrel know. sounds like something I'd order at the the sushi bar. Yeah, that was barrel. Roll, <laughs> yeah, California roll. I don't think you know what's in the barrel roll. roll. Yeah. Um, the campaign was conducted in secret with the US government denying mm. its involvement in Laos to the international community, which is standard operating procedure, but also from Congress and the American public. Now, Congress do not like being cut out of these affairs. Pilots were trained- Is that uh, the, sorry, but is that the reason for the name change, really, you think? So like if, if, if some of the guys were talking, you know, if they said Steel Tiger, people would be like, ooh, what's going on? Can you tell maybe. me more? But if you hear Barrel, you're like, that sounds like a kind of a low-level funding project in the Midwest. Yeah, it's like a very uh, okay. uh, This was not uh, pork spending. I don't yes, know. pork spending. Yeah, um, I guess a bridge somewhere got built. Probably yeah. safe. Right? Yeah. Uh, pilots were trained for the Royal Laos Air Force in a secret CIA USAF program called Project Water Pump, which was located in Thailand. However, they had <laughs> trouble doing this because <laughs> water pump. Anyway. The names are getting worse. Oh, there's more names. Uh, Project Water Pump located in Thailand. However, they found it hard to produce more pilots than died in combat. They had, they had a very oh, high Jesus. attrition rate. Yeah, Project Water Pump was, was I guess, a failure, depending on what your goals are. Um, well, the man the, directing what, Because the water pump has nothing to do with the sky. It's the no, it's, no. You know, if this was like training pilots for submarine, then... But I guess if Congress Congress overheard that, they would be actively dissuaded from asking questions. Project Water Pump. Yeah. Okay, just do it. Yeah, that's, that's another. Yeah, it's another. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the man directing this whole campaign was the U.S. ambassador in Laos, a guy called William H. Sullivan, who that's an Irish oh. name, who had to balance. Who's in fairness to him, he had to balance the interests of the CIA, uh, the United States Air Force, USAF, uh, the government in Thailand, and the Royalist Army of Laos, all while the Vietnam was going on. The Vietnam War was going on in the country next door with very little experience so he was put wow. in charge of this um, now as an aside which is not related to this later when he was the u.s ambassador to iran in 1979 possibly the worst year to be an ambassador to iran mm -hmm. uh, the white house asked sullivan about the possibility of another cia coup there and sullivan says tell brzezinski to fuck off <laughs> that's his, that's the quote and when the white house said this was not a helpful comment this guy needs to be on morning joe now yeah. i know right <laughs> when the White House said this was not a helpful comment, he asked them if, if, if they wanted him to translate fuck off into Polish for him, and he hung up. Now, if you, My hero! If you, know, if, you want to more, if you want to know more about who Brzezinski is, uh, check out our episode called Operation Cyclone, which will tell you all about him. And if you want to know more about what was going on in Iran before this to, to create the phrase, the possibility of another CIA coup there, Check out our oper our episode Operation Ajax. Both of those will explain those to you. Yeah, now, Operation Brzezinski is Roll. related to, to to Mika Brzezinski, as in that's her dad. Yes, so, you told yeah. me that uh, during yep. Operation Cyclone. I did not know. I didn't yep. connect the dots on that at all. Yep. Yep. Uh, as you as you will be aware if you saw that episode and if you didn't watch the episode. Um, Barrel uh, Operation Barrel Roll was a total mess, of course. 
as it was entirely an air-based operation, meaning there was no ground troops or anything like that, that the monsoon season throughout the years dictated the schedule. The planes would drop their bombs in the dry season, and the communist forces would advance during the rainy season, so nothing was really happening. Yeah. The pilots were given specific rules of engagement, uh, but these rules changed all the time and did almost nothing to prevent civilian casualties, and there was nobody really enforcing them anyway. Uh, the recon was also all over the place. The first attempts to scout targets uh, uh, were conducted by four regular sergeants with zero flight experience who were called butterflies after their call signs. Butterflies? That's what they were called, the butterflies, yeah. Jesus. When the informal nature of the recon flights was discovered by USAF in 1966, they immediately terminated the program and replaced it with Operation Palace Dog. What? The USAF operation, which at least used qualified pilots, so it's an improvement, right? Palace Dog? Palace Dog is what they call the operation to scout locations to bomb in, in Laos, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, also, as already mentioned, uh, these flights were under the control of the ambassador and not USAF. This, of course, drove USAF crazy, right. but the pilots were happy enough with the loose organization because it meant they could get more done without having to worry about the admin. Now, whenever, whenever military people tell you that they're happy they can get more done, without having to worry about the admin, you have a problem, yeah. right? Whenever military people are happy about anything, you have a problem. <laughs> They're supposed to be kind of on a low grumble level. That means things are working correctly. Yeah. If the military people are just a little bit unhappy all the time, that's good. Now, by 1970, having constantly pounded by these fucking bombs, right. Laos was in rough shape. A CIA report said, about the most positive thing that can be said about Laos is that it still exists as a non-communist state. Holy now, fuck. This tells you a lot. That one sentence tells you a lot about the CIA opinion of Laos. It tells you three Jesus separate things Christ. that I'm not going to tell you because about the most positive thing that can be said about Laos is that it still exists as a non-communist state. Okay. Things took, took a dramatic turn in 1971 with the publication of the Pentagon Papers in the New York Times. And we might talk about that in the future again. Yeah. Which revealed that Lyndon Johnson's government systematically lied not only to the public but to Congress, which, as we said, is the real crime. In 1970, which was the year before, Nixon reluctantly admitted to the theories, the secret war. There's the two boys having a laugh. Look at them there. Yeah. And directed Kissinger, who's the other guy, to make some statements. Kissinger claimed that no American stationed in Laos has ever been killed in ground combat operations. Two days later, it emerged that a US Army captain had been killed while fighting in Laos, and subsequently, the Pentagon admitted to many more. Kissinger Jesus claimed Christ. that he had not, yeah. Kissinger admit, cl claimed that he had not lied, because all Americans killed in Laos were in hot pursuit when chasing the enemy from South Vietnam. Nixon said uh, to, to him, not to, this was not a public thing he said. Nixon right. said, no one cares about the B-52 strikes in Laos, but people worry about our boys out there, right? So this is, yeah, again, telling you something. Uh, Nixon also refused to... Uh, I mean, he's not... He's not wrong. That's no, he's exactly not wrong. How that's kind of sad, yeah. That yeah. is, and you know, that's really, I'll be honest, let's be fair, that is not an American problem. That's yeah. a human problem. Yeah, it's fucked mm. up. Um, and Nixon was angry because he dropped 11 percentage points, apparently, in the polls, and he blamed Kissinger's uh, cack-handed statement oh, for it. You're Nixon fucked refused up, Hank. You're fucked up. Yeah, fucked up, Hank. Yeah. He refused to see Kissinger for the next week. You know? <laughs> That'll learn him. That'll teach him. I'm, I'm sore, him. He can yeah. fuck off. Well, my pie is awful sore. <laughs> okay. Um, despite the secrecy surrounding the operation, it was a significant military campaign. From 1964 uh, to 1973, U.S. aircraft dropped more than 2.5 million tons of bombs on Laos. Think about 2.5 million tons of anything. Never mind bombs. I mean, if they said they dropped 2.5 million tons of Lego, 
that would still be weird, right? That would be bad. Anyway, make it must be just as damaging. I mean, <laughs> Legos fuck you up, man. You step on some well, Legos, that's some fucking pain. Well, I mean, when you yeah. see the amount of unexploded ordnance, it would have right? been about, that was damaging. Yeah. Probably uh, done more harm. Making it the most heavily bombed country in history per capita. That's around the same number of bombs the U.S. dropped on all of Europe and Asia during all the years of World War II. So think about that. The New York Times said it amounts to nearly a ton of bombs for every person in Laos. I'm sorry. I, I've been pronouncing this place Laos for about 40 years, right? So this is why I accidentally said Laos. I meant Laos. Um, or 80 bombs for every person in Laos. I have been I've been mispronouncing that word for, for decades. It's very recently I discovered I've been mispronouncing it. Five million tons. I mean, uh, that's a hell of a surplus that, that was just sitting around that we had to hurry up and get get rid of, right? Mm. I mean, it's, like, it's, for a, surplus it's, it's a real Black Friday sale, right? Yeah, <laughs> and because it's a secret operation, like how do you yeah. secretly get two point five million tons of bombs past Congress? Yeah. I guess, yeah, nearly Jesus a ton Christ. of bombs for every person in, in Laos. A ton for every person. Yeah, I think you got them, mate. You got them. Got them. Yeah. Okay. Got them. And if you didn't, uh, then what the fuck? Yeah. Keep throwing bombs at them. Well, Damn. the Lyndon Johnson strategy was sometimes let's do more of it, which in Vietnam right. didn't work and obviously didn't yeah. work in Laos. The bombing campaign caused significant damage to infrastructure and civilian areas, to state the obvious. And estimates suggest that between 30,000 and 300,000, this is the problem with numbers, it's just difficult right. to tell, Laotian civilians were killed or injured. Approximately 20% of the Laotian population became refugees. I'm not surprised. Yeah, get the fuck out of Dodge. We don't get a fucking bomb. Fuck out of Dodge, yeah. yeah Operation at least they have a Barrel. place to go like some other people mm. that can't go anywhere. Anyways. Yeah. 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 Well, no, the Israelis did tell them in advance, you need to leave. <laughs> so where are we going to go? You've locked the gates. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Operation Barrel Roll destroyed relations between the US and all their potential allies in Laos. Even their people who were working with them in Laos didn't like the fact that their cold Jesus country was being blanket bombed. In 1975, the Pathet Lao, which is the um, communist uh, faction in Laos, right. in 1975, the Pathet Lao overthrew the royalist government, forcing the king to abdicate in 1975. Yeah. He later died under suspicious circumstances uh, in a re-education camp, which is well, something that happened in Vietnam and, and Laos. The re-education camp is a... Yeah. You say re-education, you know. I the communists concentration. have re-education camps. It's, it's uh, not good. We would not. We would not want anyone to take from this that we think the communists are like angels. Okay. Well, yeah, and <laughs> um, it's always I always find it funny whenever they say camp because it's, you know, like yeah. it's, it's a fun weekend. It would have been a prison. Yeah. yeah. Basically, know, he died under suspicious circumstances. Like, there's no point in lying about it. Like, I'll tell the yeah. truth. The communists had him killed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Extrajudicially. Um, now, thirty percent of the two hundred and seventy million cluster munitions dropped on Laos remain unexploded, as you will see from this sign. Oh, you expect me to bring up a picture now, don't you? Is that, your, is that the cube? There you go. That's the Lao. The previous one we saw was yep. the Thailand one. This is the Lao one. And you see in English it says danger UXO, meaning unexploded ordnance. And the top, I assume it says the same thing in the ocean. My Laotian has been rusty, unfortunately, like that sign. So uh, I do not know if that's what it says, but I'm going to guess. 30% of the 270 million Jesus I mean, when, when you say something like 270 million, it's almost a number that your brain refuses to register. It's almost like, right? oh, that's a number. But there's yeah. 270 million cluster munitions, uh, musicians? Cluster munitions dropped on Laos. <laughs> exploded. Yeah. They're playing at the coffee house this weekend. So. They are. <laughs> About 80 million bomblets, which are locally called bombies. This is what they call them. Bombies. And this is, this is the bombies. Bombies. 
murmurs. They use that word bombies in all the official stuff as well. It's such a popular phrase in the UN documents and so on. They're called bombies. The little bomblets from the cluster munitions are scattered and hidden in the Laotian soil. Although the number of deaths has fallen from 250 annually in the 1990s to around 50 annually uh, these days, oh, all progress. uncleared land is potentially dangerous. And that is also true of all the countries I listed before. Um, you know what they could do? They could just all of a sudden clear land. Just drop some bombs and it'll clear it out. <laughs> God. God, that's such an American solution. Uh, there is a UXO center in almost every major city in Laos that specializes in the disposal and management of UXO and promoting awareness of bombies, especially for children. More than 20,000 villages, or one third of the total number of villages in the country, continue to be under the threat of UXO. Jesus. Now, I mean, it's just hard to imagine. Yeah. Send them, how are kids supposed to go out and play in the fields? How's any farming supposed to be done? Anyway. Laos, the most bombed country in the history of the world, is now a communist republic that works very closely with Vietnam on most policy issues, which implies that the French might have gotten their wish. There is a greater Vietnam. Um, the existence of Operation Barrel Roll was only confirmed by the CIA in 1997. Crazy. Mm. Well, whatever you say the most bombed country in history, you need a cat yeah. so yeah. far. So far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're looking at you, Gaza. Oh. Yeah, we need you to we need you to pull your socks up, knuckle down. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're not making an effort at all. What but that's that's what I have to say about Laos. And now we move on uh, to what's in the news. Sorry, what's new? It's called just what's new. Okay, just before every podcast, uh, myself and Seamus we put CIA and FBI into Google, and we hit the news tab. And we pick a few little stories we think might be interesting or funny. And we have not seen these. We have not told each other uh, what these links are. And so we're finding out for the first time, uh, like you are. And we're hoping that the surprise will inject an element of drama into what is, let's face it, a little my scripts, which tend to be a little greater than a Wikipedia page. So oh, stop. we're trying wow. to be a bit more engaging. All right. OK, what, what have you got for FBI? Uh, so. All three of mine are. I'm not even going to share the links. Right, I just give you what the head basic yeah precipice because they're all been reported anonymous. Uh, yeah, anonymous, <laughs> anonymous, pretty much. Uh, but the first kind of links both. Um, the Pentagon had its sixth audit, and it, <laughs> what? it, it failed. It failed yet again. <laughs> so team auditing the Pentagon. <laughs> yeah. So so it's kind of related to the whole. How did all these bombs get by? 2.5 you know, million, yeah. 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 So, yeah, they failed again. And, of course, nothing gets, you know, hey, you know, we'll, yeah, get it. we'll get it again next time, guys. Hey, mm. bunch of overseers. So, mm. um, another news uh, that the Republicans are pushing again to slash the FBI budget okay. uh, based on, you know, the surveillance. Uh, basically, they're upset because, yes. they, you know, some of their folks have been picked on by yes. the FBI. So now they're suddenly seeing the FBI for kind of what this show is about mm. a little bit, that, hey, yeah. maybe they're not always on the up and up. Maybe they shouldn't be spying mm. and doing fucking And again, we're shit. seeing the shift of the right yeah. wing in America, which would always be very, very law and order obsessed. Right. They're kind of moving and, a Until bit. some of their guys get caught doing until some Until some of their shit. guys got caught. Which, yeah. let's be clear, are the people they're getting upset about Probably did some fucked up shit, so well, let's just leave that there. Done, yeah. But but it doesn't mean the FBI still wasn't fucking you know a terrible. Official jail position is everybody is innocent until proved guilty. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Uh, 
Uh, and then, uh, fuck, what was the third? Fuck, I probably you remember them. You didn't have them. No, I just memorized it because it was. No, oh, like, oh, oh, I know. Uh, because they keep uh, bringing up uh, Hamas being a threat to America. Hamas, yeah. And that the FBI is, you know, running down leads. Uh, mm. So, but the problem is, you know, first off, I get what they're saying. Yes, people are going to get radicalized. They may be doing some things. Wonder why they would do that. But, anyways, mm. um, I just, the concern is there's going to be a lot, a lot of unjustified hate and a lot of mm. egregious use of this kind of yeah. you know, exploitation. Much like what happened during 9 11, uh, yes. we're going to do probably an episode or two on some of those cases as well. I remember, uh, yeah. or, or Guantanamo Bay, you know, a lot of this shit, you know, stuff. yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, what I think what 10% less than 10% of the people that have been even mm. you know put through a trial have been proven to be innocent of you know yeah. crimes of terrors. It just Hamas yeah, is no danger to Americans, yeah. Hamas is a danger to Israelis. In a minor way, and Palestinians in a in a, in a major way. That's who sure. Fear of Hamas. Yeah, and yeah. mm. you can be critical of Hamas, you know, as much as you want to be mm. critical of the IDF. So, but mm. uh, you know, again, it's a problem. And also, there's you know, obviously there is a problem with anti-Semitism, but there's always been a problem with anti-Semitism, yes. unfortunately. Uh, and it's just not. Semitism is an issue. It's getting worse yeah. all over Europe, but almost like in America. But anti-Semitism, yeah. like. Anti-Semitism, specifically referring to a racism directed against Jews, yep. is becoming more of a problem in Europe. Like you think yep. Europeans like would kind of know better, but it's yeah, happening. It, it wasn't a you know problem that we you know propped up people that were anti-Semitic in yes. Ukraine, mm. but it's a problem. Zelensky's well, Jewish, isn't he? Um, I don't know. I, I think he's Jewish. I think I know. I know he has a lot of very like. Christian ideas, though, mm. uh, because Christian a lot of it, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I know a lot of uh, mm. the interventions and stuff like uh, Cyclone a lot were on his part somewhat mm. like Christian motivated. Like he had made some statements about you know, you know, this is the end times. I'm yes. bringing you know the Messiah and all that kind of happy stuff. We've had a lot of people like that in charge yeah. of the CIA recently, and it's kind of fucking scary, is what it is. So, well, you know. I, I don't know how you feel, Seamus, but I am very critical of the Israeli government. I think they're run by a gang of fascist wankstains. Yep. Uh, but I think Jews are amazing and we need more of them. I agree. And, and you know who else is very vocal and has a lot to say about Netanyahu and all those Yahoos there? It's the fucking Israeli people. There's a yes. lot of people there. <laughs> yeah. Let's listen to them, you know. They're, mm. they're calling out their own government and protesting yes. in Gaza right now. Good for them. Yeah, are amazing. So, yeah, the, their media is actually being more objective than our fucking media. Is. It absolutely is. Yeah, although Netanyahu tried to shut down Haaretz. Did you see that? Yeah, and Haaretz yeah. said, uh, "Yeah, come get us. Let's see what happens." <laughs> you know, so Haaretz are just doubling down. Good for you, Haaretz is uh, an Israeli newspaper. Um, yeah, or right. unless you're part of uh, what Al Jazeera, and then you get your family bombed while you're reporting on the war. But you know, yeah, there's about thirty, more than thirty reporters, journalists yeah. have been killed in Gaza. Yep. But anyway. Um, I have some CIA links. Sweet. And by that I mean I have some web pages on my bookmarks. Not that I have some links to the CIA in a personal way. Uh, the first link is US <laughs> you reveals. Do now. No. I do now, yeah. US reveals excruciating five week negotiations behind Israel uh, Hamas deal. And the thing says a secret cell headed by CIA and Mossad chiefs and multiple contacts between US President Joe Biden and the leaders of Israel, Qatar, and Egypt, which is Mizr. 
underpinned an excruciating five weeks resulting in the truce agreement, right? It's interesting to see how these things happen, right? Mm. Um, and my next link is ex-CIA officer accused of drugging, sexually abusing two dozen women pleads guilty. Wow, so we had shocking. that story that in, during the last episode, and he's uh, a former CIA officer accused of drugging and sexually abusing at least two dozen women, which is two dozen women too many in my opinion, yeah. in multiple countries, pleaded guilty Tuesday to federal counts and faces more than 20 years in prison. So that's something, I guess. It's not nothing. How, many, how much, um, though? 20 years in prison. Oh, well, that's not enough, but yeah. I'm reading the rest of it, and the rest of it does not get any less disturbing, so I'm not going to read it out loud. Okay. But that guy should not be allowed out in normal society. He's dangerous. I mean, people who do this, who attack women like this, are not dangerous to women. They're dangerous. Do you understand? Yes. <laughs> right? They're dangerous to me and you as well. Okay? I promise you it's not like... And the, the picture they, sh they they have to illustrate the story is fantastic. It's exactly what he's like. He's like the guy in American Psycho, that character. Right? Brilliant. Uh, Christian Bale's um, character. Oh, fuck. Yes. What was this? What was his name? I can't remember his name. I'm going to have to look it up now. That, Go ahead. Yeah. Look it up. Go on. Look it up. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. And apparently he doesn't just have the look, he also has the ideology of Christian Bale's character in, in American Psycho. Bateman. Bateman, yeah, Bateman. that's what he looks like. Yeah. Um, my third link is, and this is what it says, Blind Boy Boat Club, I got fired from a call what? center for printing out 93 pages about CIA crack cocaine smuggling. Oh, so now, a whistleblower. Yes, Blind Boy Boat Club is um, an Irish guy, and his name is weird because he was in a rap a comedy rap group called the Rubber Bandits, and he was one of okay. them, and he called himself Line Boy Boat Club. And the other guy, I think, called himself Mr. Chrome. I'm not sure. But since then, this guy has developed a more serious kind of commentary type. Sure. Yeah, and he has a podcast which is quite serious, and it talks about mental health issues, it talks about LGBT issues, etc., etc. It's very interesting, and oftentimes he's very serious, but he still calls himself Blind Boy Boat Club, because I guess because he thinks it's funny. Uh, but he, he, one of the things he said is he... What? No, to, oh, so it's BBC. Oh, yeah. So if yeah, I say I love BBC, BBC people, say, uh, people will still look at me weird. Yeah, yeah. I will, I will, I will watch <laughs> like BBC. Yeah, for hours. He's amazing. He's fantastic. Um, you're this. We're making a porn joke, right? What? <laughs> Right, okay. Well, he got fired from a call center for printing out 93 pages about the CIA crack cocaine smuggling on the office printer. And we will be talking about the CIA crack cocaine smuggling uh, in the future. But that's an interesting little Irish angle on CIA news. And that is, that's it. That's my, uh, that's my links. Awesome. Mm. And I believe that's our show. Sure. Yep. That's so thank it. you for joining us to talk about the, the Operation Barrel Roll in Laos. And we have some very interesting surprises and things you, you wouldn't expect, which is just another way of saying surprises in the coming episodes around should Christmas we share, time. Should we share? Well, Seamus, this is your baby, so there's no it's point in baby. Pretending. Yes. It's our this baby. Is your ba this is your project. We have shared custody. We okay. do have shared custody, but... Um, you I'm, I am the, I'm I mean, the, I'm the, the residential the parent. Seamus is done doing the work that in, that's involved in these episodes. Let me put it that way. He's doing the work that was required to make these episodes. Now happen. you're pushing the blame on me. Yeah, okay. the blame. I will take full <laughs> responsibility for whatever happens. Guan, what's the, what, what do you want to tell them now? We are doing a special Christmas episode. Uh, we're going to try to uh, include some, you know, all of these, you know what the show's about. Just, just Christmas. It'll be Christmas themed. We'll just leave that. Uh, that's going to be the next episode you should see. 
And there will be and some then, songs from um, the album that I mentioned at the start. Yeah, we'll yeah. Some of them. <laughs> jingle balls, um, jingle balls. And we're also trying, we're also trying to set up a possible live show mm. before New Year's, uh, where we will do some predictions. Uh, and that is a plan lives. we've had in the pipeline for a while. Yeah, so that is the plan. Uh, catch us out on Twitter and the other socials and stuff, mm. uh, and we'll try to keep you updated. Uh, maybe at the end, maybe by the time we finish the the Christmas special, we could tell you more. Maybe it'll be more. Mm. Um, I am very nervous about a live show. This, by the way, this is recorded. Um, I don't know when this is going out, but a few days beforehand, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's next Wednesday. So yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is recorded a few days before you're seeing it now. But the live show will make me nervous because I'm always afraid I'm going to say something that will destroy civilization. Because I could come out with literally anything. James is good enough now to make me record this so we can cut out anything if I say like, oh man, I could start singing a Snoop Dogg song without the censorship. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So in the past you have become undressed on a, on a live show. I have taken my clothes off before, yeah. but I don't want to yeah. scare anyone off. It, 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 We're not gonna do really? that, Barry. We're not gonna really? do that. Really? On a live show, how are you gonna stop no. me? You're gonna stop me, bitch. There's how ways. Are you gonna stop there's me? ways. Like, there's how ways. You gonna do it? How are you gonna do it? <laughs> there's I, ways. I want to take my hat off now. How are you gonna do it? <laughs> Well, I, can just, just, I, I just hit the button and your camera goes away. Oh, yeah, this is the recorded one. But on the live one, you won't be able to. Yeah, I can. It just won't come out on the feed. I'll just have to be like super quick, is it? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Remember how I, how I muted somebody on one of our shows and it became an issue? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But you never muted me when I was taking my shirt off. No, I didn't. I was kind of wanting to see where it like went. you were kind of okay with it. I was kind of okay with it, and then I really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you you said it would whatever we we used to do a show called the Free Thought Prophet, and in one of those shows you were like, uh, like you were sincere, like it's very rare that Seamus isn't like joking around. You said, "Please do not take your shirt off." <laughs> 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 I was like, okay, sorry. Just... Yeah. So that's the that's what the plans we have in the pipeline, and I hope uh, you will join us for that because it could be fun and interesting, and it could be unpredictable at the very least. Live show. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, our, our new new hashtag will be "We promise no nudity." So mm. don't <laughs> don't promise something you can't deliver. <laughs> don't do that. That's half my life. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> over promise, under deliver. <laughs> Alrighty, folks. Uh, we'll see y'all in two weeks, and uh, we'll be bringing in some uh, Christmas cheer. Yes, thank you. Good luck, guys. Bye.